0: What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bucket Hats and Toe Tabs. We have another week in the books. We're going to be going over standings, we're going to be going over the results of last week, and the up-and-coming matchups for this up-and-coming week. So, we're going to start with the North Division. We had the Cobras play Get Money Gang, and the Cobras ended up streaking through again, going 40, or winning the game 40-22. to Cobras seem to be a very dominant team in this division, um... They have come out swinging against every team that they've played so far, uh, and they won by, I think they have a total of like 150 points in three weeks already. They're absolutely decimating teams currently. I, it, they might even be encroaching on 160 at this point. Um, the following game, the Cobras played Debo. They ended up winning 66-37. to 37. Um, That, again, just solidifying how well that the uh, Cobras can score. The Cobras are actually uh, Brooklyn Wu from last year, but upgraded downgraded maybe I i don't know but they still have the same quarterback and a couple guys from last year and they're a really well put together team so look for the Cobras to be a very dominant force in the gold division now that they're um now that they've showed up then you had Ohio State versus Get Money Gang Ohio State ended up winning that game 25 to 14 um I really didn't expect Get Money Gang to lose that game seeing as Ohio State doesn't have a very high scoring offense and Get Money Gang seemed to have been able to score at least in the games that they played, but uh, they were held to only 14 points in Ohio State. I guess their defense was able to hold out, and their offense was finally able to score a couple touchdowns there. Um, Plan B then played the first-place Tigers, or what were the first-place Tigers, and Plan B ended up putting on a clinic, ended up winning 46-16, to one of the better games that I've seen this year. Between watching the Cobras and Plan B, I really think it might be between those two teams when it comes to the uh, the championship game, because right now they seem like a very both very dominant forces in the um, A division. Then you had Pray For Rain beat the Goon Squad 60-35. to Pray For Rain I think is also a dominant team. But I think if they end up getting uh, matched up against the Cobras. They could lose. And then Plan B is looking for vengeance against Pray For Rain. So I would love to see um, a rematch against those two teams actually. Uh, moving on to the Silver Division. You had uh, Drunken Disorderly put on a clinic against the Outlaws. Winning 50-7. to uh from what I hear from the outlaws, they're just having a red zone and offensive issues currently. Uh their defense wasn't able to hold up against the high-powered offense of Drunken Disorderly. So uh Drunken Disorderly seem to be, you know, the front-running team in this division currently, and the Outlaws look to be uh trying to figure out what's going on with their offense and their defense, and then trying to bounce back from that. Mambas ended up playing the Monstars, Mambas ended up winning 40 to 13. It's looking like the Monstars are having a little bit of a harder time since they've moved up into the new division. The uh, higher-class teams in the Silver Division seem to be giving them a hard time. We'll see how they match up against some, some of the middle-of-the-pack teams and the lower part teams, but uh, Monstars seem to be having a rough time as of right now. Gang Green ended up playing the Dons. They ended up winning 44-36. to 36. Uh, I believe they ended up getting their quarterback back. They're still missing a couple of their receivers, but having that quarterback back is a uh, huge huge advantage for Gang Green, so look for them to uh start playing really well um i think they might be a front-running team with possibly drunken disorderly so it'll be fun to see how that ends up going and then uh drunken disorderly played another game they ended up winning 40 to 19 over dallas watkins no surprises there dallas watkins not saying that they're a bad team but drunken disorderly just seemed to be a higher class team than a lot of the teams in this division then you had uh get back gang ended up playing the outlaws that was a closer game, Get Back Gang seemed to come back down to earth and see that uh, some of the Silver Division talent can actually keep them in check, they ended up winning 21-18, to 18, but uh, seeing as they didn't end up scoring as many points as they have in the previous outings, and Outlaws have been having uh, offensive issues, you know, it seems like the uh, extra points just keep them a- kept them ahead there, and uh, that could have been maybe, you know, a different outcome if it weren't for uh, stopping a couple extra points, so... Look to see how Get Back Gang, you know, perform against these Silver Division teams. Uh, it seems like they might have a little bit more of an issue than they were having in the Lower Division. Uh, Goon Squad, I believe they got moved down. Or they were playing up. I I don't know what it was, but Goon Squad is now the team that lost to for in 60-35. They're now in the South Division. I don't know if they've been in the South Division, or that was a play-down game. I'll look at that when it comes to standings, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was the last game within the Silver Division. Um, moving on to the Bronze or the East, you had TCU versus the Olympian. It's the Olympians. Gary, if you're listening to this, it's the Olympians. I talked to the team. He said They, they said you can't spell. It's not the Olympic hands. I, I've been having a, a stroke over this for the past week, and I was right. It's the Olympians. All right, so anyway, TCU ended up winning over the Olympians 37-0. to uh, TCU seemed to be a very very good team in this division. I thought they were a little bit better than they were seeing as their uh, differential and score and everything but then looking back in their games, they've had a couple uh, closer games than I thought especially against like the Ducks and the Saints who I thought were not lower in the division but not the better teams in this division and seeing as you know they were able to um, they were able to keep it close and everything. I believe that TCU might have just had a really good game last week, and uh, seeing them be able to come out 37-0 over the Olympians, that's a pretty dominant show for us, so we'll see how they keep performing throughout the rest of the uh, season. Then you had the Olympians versus the Spartans. The Olympians ended up coming on top of that once, uh, 27-19. The Spartans were playing well earlier in the day. I believe they came out on top in their first game, and then I don't know if it was just tired, like catching up to them or if it was fatigue or what really happened to cause the uh, Spartans to lose this one but they ended up losing 27-19 over the Olympians so then moving on to their first game the Spartans played Evolve they ended up winning 39-22 to um Evolve getting I believe moved down into the bronze division the Spartans giving them a welcome with their first L in the division um the Spartans are a very good team, so seeing as they got 1-1 one one on the day, it's good to see them getting back on the horse. And, you know, hopefully they'll start to get a couple more dubs under their belt before we ended up going into playoffs. Then you had Team Beckfist versus Dr. D. Dr. D ended up getting moved down, I believe, into the Bronze Division also. And Team Beckfest finally ended up, you know, taking a dub over somebody. They ended up winning 27-20 to over Dr. D. Um, Dr. D being a team that I thought was, you know... <clears throat> More veteran in the league and everything, I thought they would be able to keep up in the lower division. But uh, Team Beckfist was able to, you know, finally show out and end up getting that dub. So that's good to see for Team Beckfist. But you hope to see Doctor D back bounce back before uh, playoffs end up happening. Then you had the Gobble Ghouls versus the Ducks. Gobble Ghouls ended up winning thirty six to thirty. Gobble Ghouls seemed to be, you know, a high scoring offense and everything. Defense not the greatest, but not the worst. So um, seeing them end up taking that one over the uh, Ducks, who seem to be, you know, not a middle-of-the-pack team. They're not a bad team, but they're not a great team as of right now. So we'll see how the Ducks perform later in the season. And then moving on to the West Division, or the Diet Bronze, or Copper, whatever you guys want to call it, you had your first game of Pylon Pythons versus Florida de Lis. Pylon Pythons came out on top 34-20. to 20. Uh, Florida Lee seem to be having, you know, a rough time with the, uh, few guys that they've ended up having to show, had being, uh, to show up. They, uh, lost 34 to 20. They you know, it's, they haven't been having a fun time. I think that's three or four in a row that they've dropped now. Um, hopefully they can get back on track before, track before playoffs, but, you know, I don't really see that happening as of right now, unless they pick up a couple subs, or, uh, their offensive defense figured out, then you had the Saints versus the Grizzlies, um, the Saints ended up winning 47 to 33, Grizzlies had a, uh, little bit of an offensive struggle, their, uh, middle of the, middle of the field was getting chewed up, and, uh, they had a couple of offensive drives where they should have scored, but they ended up, you know, not scoring there, so the Saints ended up taking that very high offensive scoring game, great game to watch, um, but yeah, Saints came out on top 47-33. to 33. Then you had Show Us Your TDs versus Going Deep. Going Deep was currently undefeated. Show Us Your TDs, the team that I play on. We uh, ended up showing out. We ended up winning 34-28, to 28, holding out in the end. Uh, Last-minute touchdown to seal the victory there. Uh, really great game. We uh, finally ended up signing a uh, new receiver to add a little bit more depth and you know, add a little bit more subs to our team because we only have one or two subs. So we ended up getting another guy. Um, he ended up coming in really well defensively and offensively. Our team really showed out. Ben had a game of his life. Dante was playing very well. Our quarterback was throwing dimes. Chris was having a game. Brandon had a game. Everybody on our team played phenomenally. And uh, I think it's funny because apparently there was a scouting report that was given to going deep. I don't know who said it, but... There was a scouting report that was, oh, they only have a quarterback that's good and one good receiver, and I'm pretty sure every single one of our receivers, except for one or two, ended up scoring that game, and um, yeah, we really just threw the ball around, we had a great time, and um, we really showed that, you know, that scouting report was a little bit bullshit, so whoever uh, said all that nonsense, you know, you might want to check your scouting reports because that was a shit call, so, but yeah, yeah. We ended up winning 34 to 28. We ended up taking out the undefeated team. So I think my team is going to uh, continue coasting. We, we when we get going, we really start playing well. So um, we'll see how that carries into next week. And then you yeah, had the Phantoms ended up holding out over the Renegades in the end, 28 to 22. Phantoms been on a roll, uh, beating the Renegades. Renegades seem to be having a tough time this season, but we'll see how they bounce back into next week. Um, and then moving on to the central division, you had White Lightning versus TF Rating. They ended up tying. Um, I thought White Lightning was gonna win. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's funny. I was talking to TF Rating last week. I was talking about the quarterback that I didn't like from Unguarded, and they thought I was talking about their new quarterback for TF Rating. So I had to go clear that up, but that, um, that was a little bit funny. But seeing as they were able to keep the game close and, uh, tie White Lightning, who's not a bad team, but not a great team, um, it's good to see TF rating maybe finally starting to play a little bit more competitively than just keep losing over and over. Then you had the Rebels versus Team AA. I, uh, I subbed in for Team AA, tried to help out. Um, you know, they're a great group of guys and everything, and, you know, they play well, but uh, they have a couple defensive struggles. They don't really know how to work the zone as effectively for uh, flag football. They seem to be a little all over the place. Their offense isn't terrible. They just... uh. They they seem to just barely miss when they uh do and it really cost them. Like there were a couple like picks that shouldn't have been picks, and there were a couple balls thrown that were like perfect and just beat out by the defense. So uh rebels are showing that they're not a bad team and team AA is showing that they can try and keep up, but not as much as they would hope to. Then you had uh Wolfpack end up coming out on top twenty one to si- twenty one over the rebels six. Uh Wolfpack's a good team in this division. They're not terrible. Um, they ended up showing, you know, that they can hold a team that scored 50 points to only 6 points, so that's really good to see. Then you had uh, Grape Apes versus the Mud Dogs. Grape Apes ended up holding out 14-13. to 13, Very low-scoring game. Seemed to be uh, offensive struggles on both ends or just, you know, a very defensive game. Not exactly sure. Didn't get to watch that game. I was over on the turf. Then you had... Uh, vicious and delicious versus the rejects vicious and delicious ended up coming out on top 27 and 26 our quarterback ended up getting suspended because uh, basically what happened was joe scored joe put the football like you know threw the football on the ground it was whatever and then joe didn't pick the ball up joe plays soccer so he just kicked the ball to our center literally right to our center and the referee called a delay of game for him kicking the ball And that got Joe furious because that made us go, basically, we had to go for one for the tie or two for the win. And we were going to go for two, and he goes, pick one, one or two, and then I'll tell you the penalty. And we say two because we wanted to go for the win. And then he said it was a delay of game, and that pushes us back five yards on the extra point. So we had to go for two from 15 out. We end up scoring when the ball comes out on six seconds, maybe seven. Because what we were trying to do is we we've, we've clarified we tried to clarify with the refs and I I've tried to clarify this rule with the refs so many times, with the with the dead like when the quarterback has the ball and it's blown dead, it comes to seven and then they're supposed to wait a second where it was supposed to be eight, but instead of calling eight, they're supposed to blow their whistle. Some refs do six, seven, and blow their whistle immediately without giving that extra second to get to like eight seconds. Some refs don't. They say seven, eight, and then blow it dead. What it's supposed to be is it's supposed to be six, seven, whistle. So that, that pause actually is supposed to be there. So six, seven, whistle. And on the whistle, it's blown dead, period, end of story. If the ball's not out, it's not out. But on seven seconds before the whistle was blown, the ball was thrown, and our guy got it and got into the end zone. Then they conferred, and they were like, nope, the ball was thrown too late, the point doesn't count, they win the game. So, again, it just comes down to consistency on that rule and everything, and I, I, I like most of the rest in that game, but uh, the one that ended up getting Joe suspended, I, I don't know, something was said about him not listening to who's supposed to be the head ref, or something around the lines of that, I don't, I don't really know what happened there, but clearly there was miscommunication between the, the refs in the game, and... There's just miscommunication on that rule in general where it's supposed to be six, seven, whistle. And uh, it's just consistency again, guys. But it is what it is. Uh, Rejects came back down to earth. They're now, you know, three and one. So it was a humbling experience for the Rejects and everything. And uh, Vicious and Delicious showed that they can uh, keep up. They got a pretty good team now, guys. You might want to watch out for them. Their team's not bad. They picked up a couple guys that are, uh, you know, really good. And, uh... Hopefully, they'll start performing now and be able to kick up before our uh, playoffs. So uh, moving on from that, we're going to go into next week's matchups. So what I'm going to do is go over here. And what we have coming up for next week for the North Division is first game is the HC Ducks versus Plan B. HC Ducks were in second place as of last week. I'm not sure where the standings are exactly now. But we'll see Plan B playing the HC Ducks. Uh, plan B have been on a roll currently. HC Ducks, I don't exactly know how well they're currently doing. I didn't see. <clears throat> Let's see, let me look back. HC Ducks. Oh, they ended up winning. No, that was the week before. I think they had last week off. Yeah, they had last week off. So, um, seeing as they're still, I think, 3-1 and one or 2-1. and one. We'll see how the HC Ducks play against Plan B, who are currently on a roll. Um, then you have Debo versus Drunken Disorderly. I hate to say it, but I think Drunken Disorderly might actually win sixty to nothing. That's going to be an absolute slaughter on a Drunken Disorderly's part. Um, I don't think Debo have been performing well enough to keep up at all with Drunken Disorderly's offense. And then Drunken Disorderly have shown that they can, you know, shut teams out. So we'll see how they play. Um, then you have Get Money Gang versus Debo. I think uh, <clears throat> hopefully Get Money Gang can get on track, but I think this is the battle of the last place teams. We're going to see how they perform. And, uh, you know, hopefully one of them can end up getting their first win. I don't think Debo is going to get their first win against Drunken Disorderly. And then you have Pray For Rain versus the Cobras. Those are two Staten Island teams, I believe. Um, but Cobras, I believe, are going to end up winning that game because Cobras' offense just haven't shown any stop since they've gotten into this league. Then you have Ohio State versus the Cobras. And, again, I don't think Ohio State's good defense will be able to keep up with the Cobras' stout offense. And the Cobras' defense have shown that they can absolutely shut down teams. So we'll see how Pray for Rain and Ohio State fare against the Cobras. But I think they are the front runner as of right now, if not with Plan B, who might start stepping up and getting towards the uh, top of the division after the clinic that they put on last week. Moving on into the Silver Division, you have... Let's see, for some reason. Oh, all teams, there we go. Uh, we have Debo versus Drunken Disorderly. That's Drunken Disorderly, like, you know, I think this is their qualifying game to see if they can move up, and then Debo might get moved down. But like I said, Drunken Disorderly by 60. Uh, then you have Outlaws versus Dallas Watkins. Uh, Dallas Watkins been struggling a little bit. Outlaws have been struggling, so we'll see which offense can finally start going, which defense can hold out. Then you have Get Back Gang versus Gang Green. Uh, Get Back Gang kind of came back down to earth, showed that they uh, can still win, but they're not as a uh, hyper-offense as we thought they might be. And Gangrene's a very well-put-together team, so I think that Get Back Gang might take an L in this uh, matchup here, seeing as Gangrene are a team that you know we've seen can absolutely run over teams when they're at full health. So we'll see with their quarterback back and everything how they do. Then you have the Monstars versus the Dons, Hopefully the monsters can get back on track and get a dub under their uh, belt. And the Dons are looking to come back after taking the loss last week against Gangrene. So, that's it for the Silver Division. Moving on into Copper or the East. You have the Ducks versus the Spartans. Um, Spartans, after going 1-1 last week, are hoping to possibly take another dub. Get a little bit higher in the standings, get ready for playoffs and everything. Uh, Ducks looking to come back after a loss against the Gobgools Ghouls last week. So we'll see how that ends up turning out. 9 o'clock in the morning. Then you have TCU versus Team Breakfast. Seeing as well as how TCU has been doing, seeing as Team Breakfast only has that first dub, I think that TCU ends up coming out on top. Unless Team Breakfast can show out and show that they uh, belong to be in this division and everything, and everything else may have been a little bit off before that, but we'll see how Team Beckfist performs. Then you have Evolve versus Team Beckfist. Team Beckfist playing a doubleheader that day. Um, Evolve taking the loss last week against the Spartans. Look to bounce back against some of these lower division teams. And uh, Team Beckfist looking to show that they, you know, belong in this division. So going 1-1 and or even 2-0 and tomorrow, uh, Sunday should I say, would be really, really impactful. Um... But we'll see how Team Beckfist ends up fending off against Evolve and the Ducks. Then you have the West Division, (coughs) or the Copper Division. You have Going Deep versus the Pylon Pythons. Going Deep looking to bounce back after taking their first loss. Pylon Pythons looking to keep streaking and see how they can uh, stay atop the division. Then you have the Saints versus Going Deep. I think Going Deep takes this one. Saints are a good team. But going deep have shown that they are a very high offensive and very good defensive team. Um, possibly going one and one, and if they could go two and one, two and zero, oh, they could possibly solidify themselves at the top of the division, seeing as they only have that one loss, and uh, we only have a couple weeks left of this uh, this season to go. So we'll see how going deep go against their or go with their doubleheader. That's going to be a 9 and 10 a.m. game, so that's going to be back-to-back. That's going to be hard for a team that only has a couple subs. But they are, you know, a team that plays really hard, so we'll see how they do. We'll see how hot it is on Sunday. And then you have the Renegades for show, Show Us Your TDs. Show Us Your TDs, two dubs in a row, looking to keep going. Then you have the Renegades who have either lost or tied their last two, I believe. And, uh... We're going to see how the Renegades look to bounce back. Again, show us your TDs. Then you have the Grizzlies versus the Phantoms. That's going to be a game I'm going to want to watch. That's at 12 p.m. That's Jay versus old team of the Phantoms. It's going to be... Um, it might be a bloodbath. The Phantoms have shown that they're a very offensive team. But, you know... The Grizzlies look to bounce back offensively, and Jay, being you know an old member of the team, maybe he might know a couple things that they might need to know to beat the Phantoms. But you never know. I think the Phantoms take this one by possibly two scores, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, then you have Florida Lee versus Mean Machine. Mean Machine have kind of been streaking so far. They've been doing pretty well uh, since getting in the division. They have a tie. They have a dub. They're uh, performing really well offensively, and Florida Lee have been struggling a lot. So we'll see how Me Machine can continue their uh, winning streak, and we'll see if Florida Lee can bounce back from, I believe, a three-game losing streak. So it'll be interesting to see that game at one on the turf, possibly grab some pictures of that. Uh, and then moving on to the Central, <clears throat> you have Vicious and Delicious versus Grape Apes at 9 a.m. That's going to be a game that I will love to see I think Vicious and Delicious might come out swinging. I think the Grape Apes might have a little bit of a harder time stopping them than they think, and uh, they'll have to keep up offensively, so that'll be a great game. Then you have Vicious and Delicious versus the Mud Dogs. Um, At 11, they're working a doubleheader. The Mud Dogs were just beat by the uh, Grape Apes, so depending on the outcome of the first game, I think you can predict the outcome of the second game, so we'll see how Vicious and Delicious, you know, can keep their energy and see if they'll be able to perform well in both games. If they can end up with two dubs, it'll be uh, putting them in a really w- good position for the playoffs, opposed to where we thought they were. With a uh, very ugly-looking offense, is now you know evolved into what can be a higher-performing team in this division. So and then you have the Grape Apes playing a second game versus the Rebels. Um, rebels have been. A team to score 50 points and then 6 points in the same week. So, uh, very inconsistent. We'll see which version of the Rebels show up against the Great Babes. We'll see how they play. Then you have the Wolfpack versus Team AA. No offense to Team AA. I think the Wolfpack end up taking this one. Um, You know, Wolfpack have played pretty well. Team AA have been struggling a little bit, but we'll see how they perform. We'll see if they can evolve and adapt and see if they can handle playing against the Wolfpack who seem to be a pretty good middle of the pack, if not higher part of this division. Then you have the Rebels versus the White versus the White Lightning. Versus White Lightning. Um, White Lightning have been a team that just tied TF rating 33 to 33. So we'll see how they again play against a team that's been very inconsistent. We'll see if this is gonna be a high scoring game or possibly a low scoring defensive game. Um, I think Rebels could possibly come out on top, but White Lightning have shown that they can uh go tit for tat with some of these teams offensively. So then you have the Rejects versus TF Rating, um, TF Rating versus the team that I'm on. After I talk so much shit about them, it's gonna be fun, but it's gonna suck because our quarterback ended up suspended. So uh, yeah, our quarterback ended up suspended because after that penalty that the ref called, he um he picked the cone up. And he said something along the lines of, uh, if you're going to fuck me, at least take me out to dinner. And uh, that didn't go over well with the referee, so he ended up suspended for a little bit. And uh, we'll see him back after that. And uh, we'll see how the rejects end up performing without their starting quarterback. We'll see if they can hold TF rating with their defense and perform offensively without their starting quarterback. And then you have White Lightning playing a doubleheader against the Wolfpack. Um that's gonna be a fun game to watch. I really don't know how these teams are gonna perform against each other. I think this could be a one of those teams that uh, or one of those games that ends up ending in a tie, honestly. So uh, we'll see which team can end up, you know, playing their second game a little bit better than the other one, and then um, we're gonna move on to standings now. We're gonna move into the standings for the North. The Cobras have showed up and shut everybody up. Uh, they're 3-0 and now. They have 154 points for in only three weeks. That's an average of 51 points, basically, per game. It's a little bit ridiculous. Um, holding teams to 87 points against. Point differential of 67. Uh, Cobras showing that they're a very, very good team in this division and possibly a team to beat. Uh, Tigers at 3-1 and after taking the loss to uh, plan B. Showed that they might have a couple kinks in their armor, might not be as strong as the team as everybody thinks. You have Pray for Rain, whoever at three and one, but uh, they might end up taking the loss against the Cobras. We'll see how Pray for Rain end up doing next week. HC Ducks at two and one, uh, Ohio State at two and two, Plan B at two and two, who are now showing that they can be a very hyper offensive and very good defensive team. So, you might want to watch out for them making a run towards the end of the play or towards the beginning of the playoffs, trying to get in a better position for uh, possibly a better seeding and everything. Then you have Get Money Gang at 0 and 4 and Debo at 0 and 3. Uh, one of these teams might end up getting moved down by next week, if not both. So, we'll see how that ends up going. Um, moving into the silver, you have Drunken Disorderly at 4 and 0, you have Get Back Gang. At 4-0. Get Back Gang might come back down to earth come next week. We'll see how uh, the undefeated team go up against some of the better talent in the uh, top of the division. Then you have Drunken Disorderly, who look like they're just going to take this division by the throat, by the balls, and kind of just run with it. They might end up moving to the uh, gold division before the end of this season. So we'll see how that goes. Then you have... Gangrene and the Mambas at 3-1. and one. Both great teams having Gangrene with their quarterback back now. Um, that's probably going to be a lot more of an effective team now that they have a better offensive drive and uh, their defense is a little bit more well put together. Then you have the Monstars at 2-2. Two and two. Uh, They look to possibly you know, bounce back and show that they can perform in this division. If not, they might end up falling to the bottom Part of the division by the end of the season. You have the Dons at 2-2 two two looking to bounce back after taking a loss last week. You have the Outlaws at 1-3 looking to rebound after having a very rough offensive start. Only scoring 66 points throughout the season uh, in four games. And then you have Dallas Watkins at 1-3. and three. Uh, They're a team that I think are falling towards the bottom of the pack. We'll see if they can bounce back. And then you have Goon Squad at 0-3. Oh who seem to be a team that have had a very rough time, but maybe they'll be able to perform a little bit better in this division. So we'll see how they perform in this uh, silver division. Moving on to the bronze division, you have TCU showing out 117 points for, 36 points against. We'll see if they're really as stout as a team as everybody thinks. They might possibly get moved up. I don't think they will, though. Uh, Gary's pretty convinced that they're a silver team. So we'll see how they show out in the silver division or the bronze division. Sorry, they're bronze team, he said. So, um, then you have the Gabacools at 4 0, who are a very, very good team. I think, uh, they seem to be on top of everything. They seem to be a team that might finish at least third, uh, possibly first or second. So we'll see how if they can keep it going. Then you have the Spartans at 2 2, looking to bounce back come next week. The Olympians at 2-2, kind of catching up in the standings, so we'll see if they can uh, keep it up after beating the Spartans and everything. It was a little bit better for their standing placement. Um, it would have been really good if they could have put a kink in TCU's armor, but again, showed that uh, they can win games 37, no points against. So <coughs> uh, Then you have Team Backfist and the Ducks at 1-2, Evolve at 1-3. Looking a little bit rough. They're a very good, um, very athletic team, should I say. And uh, I think they can, uh, if they figure this out and everything, and they start figuring out how to perform um, in this division, that they'll be okay. But they need to, you know, figure some shit out before I could say anything. Then you have Dr. D at 0 4. Um, They're a good team, too. Evolve and Dr. D are both teams that I think can start performing, but they need to show me something before. I can say they're gonna come out of the bottom of this division. Uh Evolve losing to the Spartans and everything, though they are, you know, more of a top division team in this uh division. It's uh it's something that Evolve needs to put into check that uh, you know, they need to figure something out offensively and defensively. Moving on to the West Division, you have going deep at three and one now. They were undefeated. You know, they're still a team with a very decent point differential. They're still on top of the division, so you know, taking one loss, they might take two dubs next week. We'll see how that goes. You have Pylon Pythons at three and one, uh, looking to you know continue their their streak to the top of the division. We'll see how both them and going deep too. Then you have Phantoms also at three and one, a surprise contender at three and one at the top of this division. They are a team that we thought were sh- going to struggle a little bit offensively, like they always have, but they seem to have figured out their um red zone offense. They seem to have figured out their their offense altogether, and their defense have been performing very well. So uh, the Phantoms look to keep streaking come next week. Then you have Mean Machine at two one and one. They after a bye week look to come back and take a dub. Then you have Show Us Your TDs at two and two, looking to continue their uh, winning streak. Grizzlies looking to end their losing streak of two games now and uh, take a dub over the um, Phantoms next week. Then you have the Saints at 2-3, <coughs> Renegades at 1-2-1, and, and Florida Lee at 1-3. Uh, Renegades looking to bounce back after taking a uh, couple close games, and then Florida Lee looking to bounce back after losing three in a row. <coughs> Sorry guys, my allergies are acting up today. And then uh, moving on to the Central, you have the Rejects still on top at 3-1, and one. while they had a loss finally. I think they continue to uh, stay atop the division and everything. They're a very good team, very well put together. I think that they, you know, continue to keep streaking after taking a loss. It was a, a more of a humbling experience, so that they can uh, figure out that they're not, you know, undefeatable, and they need to keep pressing and figuring out their offense and defense. And uh, you know, but they've showed that they can take wins over some of the better teams. So we'll see how that ends up going. Uh Wolfpack, you have 2 and 1. Uh good team. Uh they haven't shown much promise in the offensive category, but their defense is very well, well put together. So we'll see how they play. Then you have um White Lightning at 1-1 one, one, and 1. They're a team that's not great offensively, but they were able to tie 31 or 33 to 33 after not scoring many points throughout the first two weeks. So We'll see if they can bounce back, get a couple dubs under their belt before playoffs. And then you have TF rating at one, two and one. They got one win and then they got a tie, so they're looking to uh, improve the rating a little bit better. Uh, we'll see how they play against uh, the rejects next week. You have the rebels at one and two, a team that again, they've scored 50 points against the team. They've scored six points against the team. So we'll see which rebels we get this up-and-coming week, and, uh, if they consistently start showing the better team, then, you know, maybe they'll have a couple more dubs. If they show their weaker selves, then, you know, it might be a dub for them in the end. Uh, Grape Apes, you have a team that, uh, got their first dub, finally. I think that, uh, they'll start performing a little bit better now that, uh, I believe Mike's back and everything. They'll start playing with a couple more guys that, uh, you know, they've had, and, uh, have a little bit more experience and you know know a little bit more plays and they just perform better as a team when they're all there then you have vicious and delicious who is a team that i think can start streaking now that they have a better offense and defense put together for their team quarterback situations finally figured out so we'll see how vicious and delicious do come uh the next couple of weeks and you have mud dogs and team aa at own four who if you could drop them any farther, you would, but this is the lowest division. So they'll just hope to bounce back, get one or two dubs, but it's looking like they're gonna be the lower seeds for the uh, rest of the season as of right now. Um, and that's it really for the standings. <coughs> that's it for the standings. that's it for the look into next week. that's it for the results as of last week. Um, we've talked about you know the refing situation. Um, I also want to mention something else. Uh, there was a situation, apparently, where one ref was asked the score, and they gave a score that was 15 points apart, right? And then another ref was asked for the score in the same game, and they gave a differential that was 5 points apart. I mean, it, or was it a 15-point differential? I don't know if it was 10 or 15-point differential, but either way... It's come down to the fact that these refs' inconsistency in certain games... Like, if you get the veteran refs who have been here for a couple years... You know, they're a lot better. Definitely a little bit more consistent. Uh, There are a couple new refs that I really like that just... um, It's not that they need clarification on the rule. The rule needs a little bit more clarification to the refs to be spread about. Because it seems like the refs are just, you know, doing as they please. And then if they get corrected, it is what it is. But, um... is what most of us are looking for, especially since we're paying for three refs in a game. If we can't get consistency with all three refs on rules or the scores, let alone, I think that's a little bit, uh you know, fucked. So we'll see how that ends up developing throughout the season. But it's just consistency, really, that seem to be the issues for uh, consistency and understanding of the rules and consistency in uh, what the fuck is going on but some of these rent refs really need to go, because, oh, that's another instance that I should mention for one of the refs. There was a ref who basically almost tried fighting an entire team of kids, because, you know, our guys, should I say, but the guys were, you know, talking shit, because he ended up saying that the guy crossed the line at three and didn't blitz him when apparently the other ref in the game who I spoke to and somebody else on the other team had said that he crossed at three uh, but he was very adamant that he crossed at four seconds and that he you know didn't blitz and that you know start started setting off the offense and they were like man F you this that the other thing and the ref basically tried to get in one of their faces and I really don't know what the hell happened but it was very 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 inconsistent and seeing shit like that, like, seeing refs get in faces of players, it's, it, it, what the, what is going on, but, it is what it is, uh, again, I like most of the refs, it's just some of these rent arrests, and, uh, some of these rule inconsistencies are a little bit of a bitch, but, Most of the refs that I talk to on the side that you know know the rules and have been there for a while, that they're really good and consistent. You really don't have issues with them because even if you talk shit to them, most of them laugh it off or they're like, "Bro, get over it." Or most of the guys in the game will just be like, "Man, the fuck up and stop talking shit." Like, it it, it's flag football. Like, some of us talk shit, and even if you do talk shit, it just who cares? Either talk shit back or move on. Like, there's no reason to try to fight. There's no reason to get hostile. There's no reason to start yelling. Like, you know, the only time you yell at a ref is when he starts suspending players and you, you know it's been inconsistent because some of the refs are reporting him. Like, it, again, <clears throat> it just comes down to little consistency issues and the, most of the refs are good with it. But again, the few refs that aren't seem to uh, stand their ground in the position that I'm right even though refs in the game are saying that you're wrong and you just don't want to have your pride hurt, I guess. I don't really know what's going on, but, you know, it's cool. Uh, We'll see how the consistency changes throughout the year. Um, I just still don't believe I heard there was, like, a 15-point differential in a score gap between two referees. Like, something like that can't happen, guys. Like, the little rule things, it's whatever, because they're worded funny or, like, you haven't heard it said before. It, it's whatever. But it le- it, and, it, and most of the refs admit to it. Like, most of the refs are like, look, we get, like, unclarified rules and everything. Or, like, we're not very clear on the rule. And it's like, okay, so we just need clarification on the rule. And then everything will be cool because you're can pretty consistent ref. So, I mean, again, it's fucky, but it, it's, it's, it's hell. It's really hell. But... We'll see how the rules are enforced throughout the season. We'll see if some of these refs start throwing a lot more flags. We'll see if they they'll start calling less flags and start letting people play more. Because you get some even some refs who like call pass interference when two guys go up for the ball. Because it's like oh you're not supposed to have contact at all. But then other refs won't call it because it's like what are you supposed to do? Not try to play the ball because the guy has jumped already. And it's like you have to jump to get to the ball. And you have to, uh, again, it comes down to the fact of like, I really don't know how some of the rules can be not clarified yet, but I get where some of these refs are coming from where they're like, yeah, I haven't heard or I haven't been clarified on the rule. And, you know, when we have called it, it's been fine. But then it comes down to when we ask and then you try to clarify it and we're like, well, this is what we know. This is what you're saying. Which one is it? And then we have to clarify rules between us that we've been doing for years. And it's different with other... Again, it's weird. But it is what it is. Um, I might, depending on the temperature and what's going on Sunday, I'll have snacks and everything. I don't know if I'll have Gatorade because Gary's had Gatorade and everything. It's going to be 88. It's going to be hot. I might bring... I might bring some shit. Yeah, I'll probably set up a little bit of the snack stand because it's going to be really hot that day. So uh, we'll see how, you know, some of those teams with the double headers. I'll bring snacks. I'll have some of the fruit cups and everything. We'll make sure that you guys are hydrated and uh, not dying on the field. So I'll have snacks. Gary will probably have drinks and everything. So just make sure you come and check out the snack stand. I'll be taking pictures probably too for most of the teams. So... We'll see how that goes. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Shout-outs to Dante again. Love you, Dante. Um, Shout-outs to my teams. Love you guys too. And uh, shout-outs to all the listeners who, uh, you know, stay throughout and listen all the way through and, you know, come up to me, talk to me at the field and everything, talk about everything that happens in the games, make sure that I'm up to date, make sure that I get all the – little gossip and the bullshit that happens in the game, so, it's a lot of fun, and, uh, even a lot of the refs are, uh, have, like, you know, have started calling me by my first name, like, I didn't even know some of the refs knew my name or Jimmy, like, I thought they just thought me, as like, Bucket Hat or, like, Loot, but, uh, yeah, some some of the guys started calling me by Jimmy and everything, so, I guess some of them have been listening or might know who I am at least by now. So it's cool to be able to talk to those refs and, you know, get even clarification from them. And I'm not going to call them out by name and be like, yeah, this is the one that said this or anything, but like getting clarification from refs and then hearing, you know, their side of the story opposed to what's actually going down in the game. Like, you know, what you got to look at it from like a ref's perspective. And if that happens, like it might be a little skewed, because, again, you're not looking at... You're looking at it from a player's perspective. And you're looking at it from somebody who you think got screwed. So, <clears throat> it's it's hard. But some of the refs are really cool. They, you know, keep me up to date on some of the rules. They keep me up to date on some of the bullshit that's going on. And uh, they've even helped out at the snack stand. So, they're all pretty cool. But the ones who are inconsistent and the ones who are trying to fight players... Figure that shit out. But, uh, yeah. It's... uh. That's about it. I'm going to end the podcast here. Again, thank you guys for listening. Check out the Twitter, Bucket Hat Toe Tap. Check out the Snack Stand. Check out the Mammoth uh, Adult Flag Football League Facebook page. Check out the Mammoth County Flag Football um, Instagram. Check out the, oh God, what is it? NFL Flag Football News and then 9 11 Cobras. Check out them. They uh, post a lot about the 9/11 flag football league. They post about a lot about everything that's going on. They keep up to date about um, everything that's going on. <clears throat> I believe in the uh, Staten Island leagues and everything, so you know it's good to know they have like charity events. They have lower leagues, like 17, 14 uh, year old leagues. They have a lot of uh, shit that's going on with them, so uh, it's cool to see you know what one of these leagues can grow into. And it's great to see what, you know, the Monmouth Flag Football League could be. We could start developing into a lot more than just, you know, the few divisions that we have. We could start having more people and everything and have it, you know, as a big involvement, which is uh, cool because, you know, you can run charity events and whatnot. And when that's able to happen, it's really cool. It's really uh, fun to put together and everything. So, you know, we'll see how that ends up turning out. And, uh, yeah, hope to see you guys on this uh, Father's Day coming up. If some of you fathers are taking off, because, you know, it's Father's Day, enjoy the day with your kids. If some of you guys are coming to play and then taking off, enjoy the day with your kids, guys. Um, it's my birthday Sunday, also. Um, yeah, I, my, I oh, my birthday sometimes falls within, you know, Father's Day, but it's a fun time. Me and my dad like to go out for my birthday and, you know, Father's Day together. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun day. I'm going to be at the field for a little bit, and then we're going to go out for dinner later that day, so... I hope all the fathers have a uh good father's day and uh yeah uh shout out to mike you know this guy uh joey on the uh grizzlies always says that mike's my dad so i guess shout out to my dad mike quarterback on my team you're the best love you dad (laughs) and uh i'll talk to you guys later thank you for listening to bucket hats and toe taps this is jimmy loop bob whatever you guys want to call me and i'll talk to you guys later enjoy the rest of the night